You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Gentlemen, welcome back to the 2023 Retro Spooktive. I'm Derek. Of course, with me is me, Mark. Don't cast me out yet. I don't know. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> this week, taking a look at the fourth in the Exorcist series, um, Exorcist of the Beginning from 2004. Um, and we. this is a weird one. Um, I did not know beforehand that there was a development hell story to go along oh, with this one. Ooh, okay. Let's save that for later. Well, uh, let me just give you oh. the overview. Okay, think, okay. Or, or we'll do it on the top, we'll, whatever. Because <laughs> going into this one, the director of, or the writer of Terminator 2 wrote the screenplay. Oh, wow. It was later taken on, uh, the director was Paul Schrader, who did things like Raging Bull and Taxi, or Taxi Driver, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. And, Taxi's the show. <laughs> right, sorry, so, so Taxi Driver. So, great director, great writer in his own right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hit, hits all around. The guy from Terminator 2 died, so Schrader oh. took over, made the movie, tested the movie, showed it to the to Warner Brothers, they didn't like it, or Morgan Creek, I should say, that actually produced this film, didn't like it. Recut the movie, because they wanted it to be more violent and more gory and more bloody, right? Because it's 2004, that's what the people are after. Yep. Well, Morgan Creek and Warner Brothers basically said, no, we don't want that. Uh, And they did a psychological horror movie, the first pass. Right? So we want more blood, more gore, that kind of stuff sells. He basically recut the movie. He says, okay, here, here are the concessions that I'm willing to make. They're like, no, make this, make this. And he's just like, no, fuck you, I'm out. So they hired another guy, Remy Harland, who did um, – uh, hang on. I got it here. <laughs> Whatever the big ones he did. Driven, Cliffhanger, Cutthroat Island. Um, what are the big ones? The Long Kiss Goodnight, Blast from the Past. Yeah, there you go. So Legend of Hercules. Yeah, in 2014. So he did those. Mm. So not as acclaimed, but still a pretty good director. I've heard the name, for sure. Recast almost the entire movie, <clears throat> say for Stellan Skarsgård and uh, one other person. Refilmed the entire, like 90% of the movie. Oh, wow. And said, here you go, here's the movie you wanted. And they released it in 2004. Holy smokes. The Exorcist fans and people on the internet then set up a, t- a petition to release the original cut, mm-hmm. which we'll get to later. Not surprising. <laughs> so, it, does it reminisce of anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like maybe huh. it's Zack Snyder's Exorcist you know, released the Snyder cut. <clears throat> Is he going to do it in black and white too? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So this was the movie that the studios wanted. Um, and we'll get we'll get back to this story later. So, well, if it's more blood and go- and guts and gore, they wanted they got it because this is more visceral that way than the others that we've been watching for the most part. Sure is. Um, <clears throat> Not that they were tame and innocent, but it, this just ramped it up. It did. It did. Uh, basic overview of the movie is that we are following Father Marin, so Max von Sydow's character from the first movie. <clears throat> Recast. Recast as Stellan Skarsgård, who at time of filming was older than Max von Sydow was when he filmed the original Exorcist. And so this is the prequel, though. But it's yeah. a prequel, and he's playing younger. So you have the older actor yeah. playing younger, and the old, the younger actor playing older. Yeah, I'm thinking what, or I'm I'm wondering when I'm watching this, like what is the thinking here? Like, oh, they both have accents, so it'd be fine. Like, Skarsgård, notwithstanding, he's a good actor. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it's it's kind of odd casting in that regard. Well, he's initially, older when, than the guy he's playing. When the first. Um, script went through, Liam Neeson was attached to this movie to play that role. A 2004 Liam Neeson? Yeah. <laughs> I have a particular set of prayers. <laughs> <laughs> he was he didn't even have those yet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not, yeah. <laughs> he was still he was still entering aggressive negotiations. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we almost got Qui-Gon Jinn. Thank God we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And, no, and and that's not against Neeson. I don't want him in this movie. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Glad he was spared. <laughs> so basically, in this movie, uh, if you remember in the first movie, Max von Sydow's characters when he goes to Iran or Iraq, I think his Iraq is it. Yeah. He comes upon a statue of Pazuzu, and the movie kind of implies that he's seen him before. Right. So this this is that story. This is that story. Yes. So and it takes place in Africa this time. Yeah, uh, in Kenya. And they've come across, he basically gets, he's a former father. He's been disillusioned because he was a priest during World War II Nazi era in Germany and was made to choose various people to get shot in the square. Yeah. But that's all revealed in flashbacks throughout the movie. Why, I don't know. This would have been nice to just been at the beginning of the movie, just so we have some background. Well, X-Men already did that with... <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yes, yet. This was 2004. I know, and X-Men came out in, 2000 and, uh, in the year 2000. Yeah, but it didn't do the Nazi stuff in that one, did it? Yeah, that's, that's Magneto's origin story. He was a Holocaust survivor. Oh, was that the new cast in 2007? No, no, they 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 revisited it in 2007. Right. But the original, yes, it was very much... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the anyway... First, I believe the first X-Men movie opens with uh, a concentration camp scene. So Does it? Yeah. X-Men, like, 2002? Or 2000? 2000, yeah. Or was it the second one? No, the second one opens up in Nightcrawler. Yeah. Oh. Doesn't matter. So they, um, so basically he's being called to this site in Africa it's because they've unburied a church. 
and they're going to, and they want him to investigate, or they want him to bring back some kind of uh, memorabilia or a statue from it. Yeah, proof that it it's a church and it exists. And, right. And, and he's an archaeologist at this point, yeah, no longer a no priest. No longer so a priest. That's why they hire him. It's not, well, I guess for them it's kind of the perfect yeah, the perfect hire, right? A former priest. To be honest, throughout yeah. the movie, it seems like they're just trying to get him back as a priest. It's a yeah, it's a weird courtship almost. Because they like, send this other fra- this father Francis with them, and he just keeps going. So, do you miss being a priest yet? So here we Come have on, father be a priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, look at me, look at me all spry and full Come of hope. On. And we've got cookies. Come on. Come on back. Come on back. Yeah. <laughs> No one ever truly leaves the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> I told you one day I would make you an offer you couldn't refuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what, they're Italian? He, he, yeah, he, he meets a... Oh, that's where I've seen her before. He meets a doctor. I'm like, where have I seen this lady before? She was in GoldenEye. She was the love interest in GoldenEye. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never saw Goldeneye, in, so. In, 19, in 1995, yeah. I played Goldeneye, but I never saw Goldeneye. <laughs> uh, she was in Reign of Fire with McConaughey. Again, uh, I never saw it. Uh, oh, stay tuned then, I think. It might, uh, yeah, should, probably. I've heard We it. should probably do it for Or Is It. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought we already did it for Or Is no, It. No, we did. That's the one with the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. So she's so she's um, she's sort of the, do, the the resident doctor for this tribe. Um, yeah, it's basically it, for her. It's almost missionary work. She's not from she's not from there, but she's you know she's I helping think, out. I think yeah, she's on behalf of the British government. Well, we later find out why she was really there, Which and that's because her husband was the first archaeologist oh, yes. to discover the temple. Yes. Um, and, and that's what it is. It's 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 actually a temple with a church built on top of it. Yes. And then buried. <laughs> yes, because we find out later that it is the spot where Lucifer landed on Earth after he was cast out of heaven. Yeah. And so that is the pinpoint of evil for the Earth. So they built a temple. So, so the, his followers built a temple. Uh, the church built a, the Vatican built the church on top, and then they planted uh, fake graves. And yep. Made up a story that a plague had <clears throat> basically killed all these people in an attempt to get everyone to stay away from there. I mean, yeah this this plot is wild because the they keep talking about it's actually like hundreds if not a thousand years before organized religion really gets going yes and yet there's a church that uh, that puts like there's a group of people that build the church it's not even the or the vatican no yet. it's not the vatican it's just the vatican's not people. even the vatican yet and so and catholicism is hasn't really t- taken off but they they do it anyway yes and apparently during the medieval times this was a site of a great battle between English soldiers and native tribesmen? Uh, actually, sort of, but everyone turns on each other. 
Yeah, but the evil. We don't. We find out that you uh, that, that the demon in this movie can possess people, but also can touch them, which is and in yeah influence and influence, which is basically the same. Um, it's it it isn't it it isn't it isn't it, it isn't the, it isn't but the way this movie does it, the touching part really they just start unleashing their more evil desires and like you have we'll see it later on in the movie we see a battle scene which is new for this series yes a full-on battle scene and then you actually have soldiers on both sides turning on their compatriots yes you do have two armies against each other but there are but then there's a lot of friendly fire and 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 stabbing and yeah it's just basically just death for the sake of death it just yeah it just devolves into everyone's killing everybody right like you just yeah so they're not necessarily possessed where they don't have control over their actions. They're just being influenced to act, you know, in an evil manner. Like, but we also see like the original archaeologist is it Boson, Boasian, something like that. Oh, the guy's oh. the girl's husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bessian. Uh, Bessian. Um, he gets basically touched, and he's deemed to be crazy. So he gets sent yep. to an insane asylum in Nairobi. Where when uh, Stellan St- St- uh, Marin, I should say, yeah, Father Marin, Father yeah. Marin goes to visit him. He just kills himself after uh, etching a swastika into his chest. Yeah, so we have this thing again where the demon knows a whole bunch about other people. Yeah, <clears throat> this kind of weird. Yeah, like the demon almost has an omniscience to them, which is actually not really something attributed to. To demons. Well, they've been a little, they they never really die, right? So they just yeah, they've just been around. So yeah, they can yeah. Now why they're following around Father Marin, I don't know, but maybe, not a clue. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a network of demons across the world that talk to each other. I don't know. Speaking of the of the mad archaeologist, uh, he his drawings <laughs> they look like he's uh, doing storyboards for a heavy metal cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's this. Odd subplot where there's this this British dude whose face is slowly, or not so slowly, but going. Yes, yeah, the janitor getting, from Harry Potter. Nope, he's <clears throat> no. That's that's the, another priest. Oh, that's the other guy. You're talking Jeffries. Jeffries, yeah, and his face gets these weird pustules, and I, I think there was a scene cut out where they open because you can see stuff crawling underneath his skin. Yeah, and I think there was probably a scene where like bugs or something erupt from his face. Well, maybe. Because but, later they show when uh, they show on like the bar that he was trying to, you know, swipe the booze from. It's just covered in blood and like dead flies and stuff. And I think that, that the idea was that he had all this shit growing under, like, you know what I mean? Like there's another touch, right? Where yeah. It, it's just, it's just gross. It's just gross for the sake of being gross. That's the yeah. thing. That's the turn this take, this movie takes. It's just disgusting. Yeah. So. Like the, the I don't know if this is Pazuzu or not, but it's you know Lord of Disgust. Like that's <laughs> yeah, Pazuzu is never <clears throat> named in this movie, but I assume it's the same one. Uh, the iconography I think is very is pretty much well, the he same. Sees, so because uh, Father Marin sees the same statue that he would later see in Iraq. In Iraq, yeah. So, so that's how I would basically. That's why why I basically assume it's the same as Pazuzu. So. So the overall goal here is to retroactively make it that in the first Exorcist movie, now this is Father Marin is settling an old score. Pretty much, yes. 
right? Like Which he's is... been dueling with this demon because we have in one of the other movies where he was in, uh, I think it was in Africa again, different part of Africa, but there was the the James Earl Jones character he met when Jan- when he was a kid <laughs> yes. who was fighting Pazuzu. You know what I mean? Like these, yes, these this demon and this particular father have had bout after bout over years. It's like Rocky and Apollo Creed. Yes. And I guess Father Marin loses the rubber match. He wins this one. And he wins the next one. Oh, that's true. He does. Yeah, yeah. He wins the next one. Yeah. So, yeah. So Pazuzu is 0-2 going in to their... But he wins the last one. Pazuzu wins the last one. Is he dying now? Because Marin dies. Yeah. It's been... That's what drives... It's uh, been such uh, a weird road with these movies. That's what drives Father Punchy all... <clears throat> That's because I can't remember his name, so I just call him the bo- he's the boxing. Priest. Oh no, yeah, no, he dies in the original Exorcist, right? Yeah, yeah, Mac he Ron dies. dies. <clears throat> yeah, Marin dies, <clears throat> and it throws the other guy over the edge. Yeah, Father, Father Rocky. Yeah. Um, this one too. The other thing they get is uh, they th- with th- with this actress uh, Isabella. Scarupco, I guess is I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I'm I'm good with it. <clears throat> yeah, a bit more sexualization. Sarah. Sarah, yeah, a bit more sexualization. Like they've got a shot of her sweaty chest. Yeah, that was weird to me to to have that in this <clears throat> movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. As a as a guy, I was looking there anyway. But the yeah. camera really just like whoop. <laughs> it's like, like oh, here is Father Marin's POV. He's looking down her top like. Like it's it's very much a two thousands movie because you have two characters that, for no reason, start to make out. Yeah, there's there's no reason for them to make out. They're not they're, they're not in love. They they haven't gone on a date. They I mean he comes into the room. He gets a little bit of information from her, but not really. And then the scene ends sometimes abruptly, and they just and he just leaves. Yeah, he comes. Is the kid all right? Okay, bye. You know what I mean? Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. And the next time he comes in, he goes, "Is the kid all right? All right, want to suck face?" Yeah, yeah. It's the kid all right. Are you okay? You want to make out about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. And then, but it leads to. It's supposed to lead to the, the big dramatic change in the end when we find out that it's not the little boy that we thought was possessed. It's her. Because she went into the temple with her husband. Exactly. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Why her? Also, <clears throat> they the movie tries so hard to fool you that weird stuff happens to her, even though she's the one being possessed. Yeah. I, I guess it's when she's becoming, like the lights will flicker and she's like, well, that's weird. Yeah. So there's a couple of times where... And I guess a couple of things make sense. Number one, uh, a mother uh, in the tribe is giving birth. She gives birth to a stillborn baby covered in maggots. Again, disgusting. Disgusting, but it kind of makes sense because she's the doctor, right? So the mother would have gone to the doctor throughout the pregnancy. Therefore, the doctor is able to corrupt the baby. Hmm. Right? Or or really, I think they, they probably attributed that to the demon, though. That's, just probably, touching. that's probably... But, but maybe through her... Yeah, maybe perhaps through her being, you know, the baby that is touched and Yeah, and we have and a corrupted. scene... In the scene where they where they attempt to suck face, um, 
they get interrupted by the there's a boy whose older brother is attacked by hyenas and killed in front of him but the hyenas don't even even look in the little boy's direction and this is joseph i believe his name is yep um, so they think that he's the one that's possessed. So throughout the most of the movie, you you're led to believe that he's the one possessed because and the, and yeah, and the way they film the scene, the two young boys get into an argument over an archaeological tool. Yes, that Marin gives to the old, the younger to James yeah. or Joseph, excuse me. But James is is lording it over him because he's the bigger brother. So he's, they're doing it. Hmm. Was it Prince or James? Oh, that was Joseph and James. Good Catholic names. Oh, okay. Um, but then, uh, yeah, but then these hyenas who they set up earlier in the movie, so set up and pay off. That's good. That, yeah, the hyenas have been around a lot more, like even the daylight, they're getting bolder than they normally are, I suppose. And so a pack of hyenas come and they attack the older brother and the way it's shot, it really is shot to lead you to believe that the younger child is somehow controlling or willing or wanting this to happen yeah and making the hyenas attack the brother leaving him alone yeah they yeah so there's no like the movie really is trying to like not walk you down the road but like push you down this road they're they're behind you going see look it's the kid it's the kid shove shove you know (laughs) yeah and when uh marin and rachel are kissing sarah or sarah sorry they uh, the bed moves. The bed with the kid in it moves, and his IV fills with blood. It's filling with blood as they're making out. As they're making the, out, they're having a chit chat, and his IV's filling up with. Yeah, that's not great. And then later on, when the tribesmen they they believe that he's possessed, and therefore they they've come in to kill him. They've grabbed um, Sarah, and they hold they're holding her off to the side. She screams out, and that's when. Um, the demon More touches. And, yeah. The demon touches all the all the tribesmen trying to kill him, and their bones start sticking out. The demon basically starts breaking their bones in their arms and legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one puts his hand on him, and then the fingers get bent back, and yeah, another guy's arms just broken out of nowhere. So again, you're led to believe that it's the kid, but if you pay attention, it's actually the woman that's doing it because she's she, the one she's screaming. in yeah she's in the room when this stuff's happening. Yeah. Uh, come to find out, so later on, uh, Father Francis, this is near the end, Father Francis, and goes into the temple to get the kid, or to keep the kid there because the tribesmen won't go into the temple because they think the temple is evil, so they're doing it to protect the kid. Um, that's when Father Marin goes to Sarah's house to get her safe, that's where he finds out that she was his, uh, she was married to the original archaeologist, and therefore now she's the one possessed. Yeah. So Francis then, is trying to do an exorcism at the same time. He's trying to do an exorcism because he's an actual Vatican priest that's been yep. sent down to maintain the holiness of the church, quote unquote, which is not the real story, of course. Vatican. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shifty, shifty Vatican. Um, so Sarah kills Francis, wants the kid for some reason. Yeah, that's unclear why. My guess is just it's a younger vessel, so it'll last longer. I guess. Like the, you know, Sarah will get older. They so, both will, but, you know, yeah. by the time by the time she her body's done, they'll, you know, there's another one. But, I mean, that's yeah. a long way to go. 
Sarah, Sarah's not that old. Like it's not like she's an, an octogenarian. No, <laughs> no. So Marin gets to the gets to the church. Meanwhile, the two armies, the the tribesmen and the British army, are there and they're killing each other, just like the original armies did at the beginning of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, symbolism. Um, oh, he, he, well, set up and pay off, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Marin goes into the temples. He he finds Sarah, and she now has possessed face. She's got basically the same face as Reagan did from the first movie. Yeah, actually, they. I, I wonder if that had to do with the like the casting had, if that was part probably. of it, right? Like, can like can they make this woman look similar to the the demon face in the original? Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder. And she's twisting around, and she's being you know manipulated by the demon. She's swearing, not as bad as the first one. It's a little tamer. Which is weird. Like, why pull back on yeah. that? Like, of all right. the things. I mean, they, they, they do a lot of implication. Like, oh, yeah, you want, you know, you want to stick your dirty dick inside of her and all this stuff. Like, into her ass. Into her ass. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, kind of. Well, like, you're a priest. Mock no, rides Skarsgård. I wonder, I, I honestly wondered if we were going to get a, a rape scene. No, I didn't see that one going that going this going that far. To be honest, I know it's, I really it's very it's very rare to see that in movies a, a man getting getting sexually assaulted. Yeah, but it sort of started, and I wondered if they were going to keep going down that road. Like she does grind him a bit against his will because it's a gross demon at this sure. point. Sure. No, I just it was just, I think one of, just more I, of a power move. Don't get me wrong, I didn't want it. I just for a half <laughs> second I was like I was like Oh damn, are they okay they're not. Alright. Um, but the, but the, but I'm all I'm saying that for is because this is the one that this one's making moves, right? Um we've sure. seen the other three a lot more in the spiritual just stuff moving and yeah, there's some gross stuff, but this one is ramping all of it up. So I wondered if that was part of the ramp up. So glad it wasn't, but I wondered. <laughs> yeah. So it basically comes down to uh, Marin to pick up the Bible again. He rejoins his faith. He asks God to be with him and accept him back into the fold. Yep. He doesn't get any signs, so he just assumes the answer is yes. <laughs> well, he's giving it a go. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you're with me or this is going to end badly. But this, to be honest, though, the kid is what's serving a really good purpose here. We don't really know why the demon wants the kid, but now this is the the holy mission is at least spare the child. Yes. Right? So you have a, a pure, innocent in the way or in in peril right so he's got to do something right he's got to rise and it is kind of funny it's it in in terms of the uh when he's picking up the the one scarf there the 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 holy cloth yeah and the bible it's like chick, chick, you know what i mean you can almost hear the. <laughs> yeah. he's got the little holy water thing he's got he, he picks up holy water out of off the ground rubs it on his forehead yeah which again he uses as an offensive weapon. He headbutts the demon with like, holy water. Like to ask God to be by your side five minutes before you go into an exorcism. Some people would call that a leap of faith. Uh, very much so. I would call it a Hail Mary play. That's what <laughs> 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 Oh, I have to get to this before we get to the ending of this one. Of course, of um, course. So, Franz, so Marin goes to Francis earlier on and says, you're not telling me the whole truth. Tell me what happened. That's what he tells him the story about 
the medieval war and all the pre all the things that we because we kind of see that at the beginning. There's a scene at the beginning of one priest walking through a medieval battlefield and everyone's dead. And he's <clears throat> beside himself. Yes. Yeah. And then they tell another story about how the Vatican sent down people seventy years ago or something and to this particular spot and they he says and everyone disappeared and then sarah goes well where did they go and he goes we don't know and i said <laughs> and i said to myself and that's why he said disappeared yeah 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 that's what we have that word for <laughs> it's just something in movies you see all the time well everyone just disappeared well where do they go i don't know well <laughs> of course you don't know because if you did know you can't say disappeared yeah. Disappeared means <clears throat> going away without a trace. That's what it yeah. means. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite of appearing. Yeah. They're just not there. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> Yeah, that is that is a that is a good one. I've i I've seen that before too. It's just one of those things in movies that it sounds good in the moment and it sound looks good it, on paper, but it, it actually maybe looks, makes no sense. Yeah, and it's one of those lines that's you're kind of surprised that once they say it, it still makes the cut. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it, like a better scene is like, well, what do they suspect happened? Okay, so now we're just con now we're in conjecture. Yeah, it, it, it's that's kind the of, most you could do to that. <laughs> it's kind of along the lines of, well, as you know, and then explain the background stories. So yeah, yeah. It's an extremely lazy way of getting your point across, but it gets the point across. So that's what that's what it's there for. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the here's the here's the battle plan. As we arrive at the the scene yes. of, of yes. rather than in the four hour car ride on the way down, we could have talked about it, but no, we're gonna wait till <laughs> yeah. we get out of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh. dude, this is my jam. This is my jam. We'll talk about the battle plan later, but this is my jam. You know, I've always loved that too. It's like the oh, you want to know? Come with me, and I'll show you. And then you you assume that there's at you know a good length car ride. Yeah, like a good twenty minutes, if nothing else, you know. And then, like, they, and then they get out of the car, they walk through the door of some building, and they say, "Okay, here is what I wanted to show you." So, what did you talk about for the last ten minutes? Yeah, yeah. So, like, did, did you both just sit in the in the car quiet? Like, <laughs> are you more of a dog person or a cat person? You know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you make your way this way often, or you know, you just uh, you know, whatever. So it's 2004. Um, I think I have a copy of Gentleman's Quarterly in the back. I think I believe that a really interesting quiz. If you want to grab that while we're, <laughs> let's just take it while we're here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he does pick up the book, and he and the kid are reading from the exorcism part. And before we get to the ending, yep. Go ahead. <laughs> this 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 side character, this um, <clears throat> Jeffries. Played yes. by Ellen for yeah, like all he does is the like it's the creepiest return of jewelry ever. He just climbs into this bed with this woman, <clears throat> with the doctor, and just here's your necklace I tried to force on you. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's the it is it the necklace. Say something like you you dropped this or something or whatever. She's or like, no, oh, like you threw you threw it away. Or yeah. like he implies that yeah yeah. Am I so hideous that you can't take a nice piece of jewelry or a compliment or whatever and. Kinda, <laughs> but yeah. Talk about toxic masculinity. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, 
But it it's the weird. She weir- said no. <laughs> it's the origin of this this um this necklace. It's just a weird a weirdly given gift from a creepy dude. Yeah. And so, then Mar- and then, then Marin gets it. Was then was he then possessed? And then when he gave her the necklace, that's when it transferred over. See, I thought the necklace was was a talisman against it in in the original movie. I don't remember. Because because Father Rocky puts gets it from Marin, and he's wearing it. Then I think he takes it off and gives it to Linda Blair, and then he gets possessed and she's safe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So this, but. This is the one setup they don't use as, uh, later on. Like, the necklace is just sort of around. The creepy guy tries to force it on her. She eventually takes it. Well, Mary I does guess, eventually get it in the end. I know, but it's not used in the final battle at all. Sure. Like, it wasn't... Oh, this is why he carried it always was because it was, like, a almost a weapon against evil or a talisman, like, protection, right? Almost a right. shield. Yeah. That doesn't come into play. Like, if he had it in his hand and then the demon, re- you know, relents because of it or something like that, it would have been more poignant. Yeah. And then set up that, yes, this is something that he uses along with the holy water and the... And it's not the Bible he picks up. It's the Roman... It's the Roman rules for... For exorcism, yeah. For, for exorcism, but it's the rites and rituals. The Roman rituals, Yeah. So it's got all of them. It's got the marriage rights and it's got everything like that. So yeah, the last rights. Just yes, yeah, the last rights. It's not just the exorcism. It's all of the. It's their their handbook. Basically, yeah. It's, it's a the, Catholic handbook. It's the. <laughs> Which interestingly it's, enough, they use that over and over again instead of an actual Bible. Which I. I didn't really notice until till now. But they they aren't carrying Bibles with them. I, I don't know. If, I wonder if that's like a production thing where they were. Well, I thought in the original movie they had a Bible and the rites and rituals. They had both books. But later on, it's just the rites and rituals. I mean, yeah. they even go so far in this one. Well, that's where Francis. the steps are, right? Yeah, yeah. But you would think that you would carry both. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, yeah. You're quoting the Bible. That why aren't you carrying one? You know. Yeah. But the. Yeah, because Francis even goes so far as like, oh, I read your your papers and your treaties on the Roman rituals, like Marin had done work yeah. in seminary on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the talisman that necklace it's cut it gets a weird start. Yeah, it was sort of for I think it was it was picked up, used, and then sort of forgotten by the end of it. Pretty and much. Then, uh, uh, yeah, lost in all these rewrites and reshoots and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, doesn't really help that very much. So, it comes down to a battle between possessed Sarah and Marin at the at, in the in the bowels of the church or the bowels of the, I think they're below the church now into this this into this, this temple. Temple, yeah, yeah. And um at the very last second he finally gets out the I cast you out and that's when the demon gets thrown out yeah there's like it's a physical like if, reaction um, yeah it's kind of like if bill murray was able to stop slimer before he slimed him yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i that's that's the feel i got that's well yeah the scene the, hallway and <laughs> you know did you catch the use of dutch angles in this one? Oh yeah oh yeah yeah big time <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, what can I say about this one? I, I, it's not. It's it's only slightly better than that weird second one. With all of its yeah, locust iconography like, or whatever, but like even though like they do have a lot of setup and payoff, which I didn't realize until I talked to you about it, and you pointed it out. Um, there is a lot of good setup and payoff. There's a lot of there obviously is references to the first movie. They tried to make it connect to the first movie as much as possible. Yeah, the the necklace, the statue, the the characters. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, again, it's kind of like the third one where it's a lot of boring. And then oh, a it was pretty ever. And then a pretty good end, like a, like a good ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the, the show, ending battle, the showdown, the showdown. Yeah, and and then having an actual battle scene is new for the series, so that was something. It was something. It didn't matter to anything, but it was. I, something. I wanted to see the opening one because it looked bigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so this one got um, uh, a 10% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I mean, all, all I'm saying is like it's competently shot. Well, it should. Like, it costs $80 million. Wow. Well, $30 million for the first time, $50 million for the research. For, for the research wow. Reshoots. And then I guess at the box office it only made like seventy two million. Oh, so interesting. So you tack on your your advertising, your advertising and everything else, you've lost a good at least forty million dollars. Yeah. So obviously that one was a flop. Now, here's the interesting part. Remember me telling you about that first movie that they basically canned? Yeah. They did something with it. What did they do? They turned it into Dominion, a prequel to The Exorcist, our next movie. What? It was released in very limited release seven months after this movie came out in theaters. This movie oh. came out in August of, 2000, uh, of 2004. Nobody remembers it because there was kind of another big horror movie that set off a really strong series of sequels that started in 2004. Do you remember which one that was? It came out in October around your birthday. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Saw I, debuted in 2004. I, uh, yeah, I can tell you what day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can. But obviously, so that one overshadowed. Uh, well, that, I mean, they had lead time, though, because Saw was in October. Yeah, but it was so they had came a, out in they had a, August, and, which and, and, movies go to die. But I was going to say, I think that's why it got an August release, because I'm sure the trailers and everything for Saw made it look amazing. Yeah. And so you have your shitty done twice Exorcist movies. So, yeah, maybe we back that up <laughs> a little bit and get a little lead time, because after people hear about Saw, no one's going to see Exorcist, right? So, <laughs> so yeah. So we'll get to see what the quote-unquote, better movie is like. So we're seeing the director's cut. <laughs> and keep in mind, some of the plot is apparently the same. Oh, God. Some of, some of the characters are the same. Oh, no. But it's done completely differently it's... to the point where fans of the series, um, I guess the, the guy that originally wrote the novel of The Exorcist yeah. called 
uh, Exorcist the Beginning, the most, Im- the mo- what do you call it? The most humiliating experience of his professional life. Wow. He called the next one the true sequel to The Exorcist. The true prequel, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. The true, the, the true prequel. Well, I can see why, like, coming out of the first one, this one, they, whoever took over, uh, basically tried to turn it into a Dan Brown novel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right? Mm-hmm. With, with all the Vatican doublespeak and the secret missions well, and the cover-ups and the... Did you ever watch An Evening with Kevin Smith? Uh, I did, wait, yeah. Do you remember the back. story he told about him rewriting, um, Live Free or Die Hard? Yeah. Do you remember how he told you that he, he told that he went off to his he, he was taken off into the into the, um, uh, the writer's room or whatever with a guy named Skip? Okay, yeah, uh, vaguely, that, yeah. That was big, and he thought was actually Bruce Willis's bodyguard, but no, he's he's his personal script writer. Okay, go on. Skip <clears throat> wrote this movie. Had a, oh, had a hand wow. in writing this in this uh, Exorcist the beginning, so. Oh wow! So yeah, the guy, the guy that wrote the Kevin Smith scene in Live Free or Die Hard had a hand in writing this movie, <laughs> which I thought was really interesting. But not credited. But no, he's not credited. But Skip Woods is his name. Yeah, maybe, maybe he wrote the re- next one. I don't know. Maybe there's a reason why. <laughs> yeah. So you have two Exorcist movies basically released within a year of each other. Seven months. Seven months apart. Now, the and next one got a very limited release, made less than a million dollars in the, in, in the theaters because it was a limited release, and then went directly to DVD. Okay. So. So we but, have another Stellan Skarsgård adventure. <laughs> yes, we do, actually. Father Francis is back. I'm just looking at the end. Different actor. Yep. Uh, the only ones that come back are Stellan Skarsgård and the, uh, the father of the son. Eddie, yeah, yeah Eddie Asai, I believe he is the yeah. actor. Yeah. So those are the only two that come back. The other ones didn't want to come back because they felt loyalty to the director. Oh, to Rennie. Yeah, to Rennie. No, 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 to Paul Schrader. Oh, okay, okay. Who did who did the first one, which will be our next one. So. <laughs> oh, now, and now I know where you got the name Rachel from. Yes. That's the that's that's the girl in the next one. The, yeah, the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Cla- so. Clara Bellows, the actress, playing someone named Rachel. So, but we'll get to that next time. We'll get to that next time. I, yeah, um, I was going to ask what's our next one, but oh my god, this is that's the next one. So, we'll have to determine which one is better. I guess oh, I no? have no idea this was the case going into this movie. Maybe we should get our friend Scott White to help out with more gooder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> he owes us one. We're doing one for him. So, <laughs> yeah. well, by the time this comes out, this will have been long past. But, um, yeah. So, Mark, uh, recommend this one. <sighs> I, I can't. I'm just I, I, I don't know why. I'm just not invested in. Maybe if it was Von Sydow again, I could sort of get on board. Maybe. Maybe I, but even even the, and that's nothing against Skarsgård. It's just it was uh, it took me a minute to get in. I was like, wait, where do I know that yeah. name, Marin? Where did I know? Wait a second, hang on, IMDb, IMDb. Oh fuck, okay, it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, he has a different actor. 
Um, and it's again, it's so weird because that first one is just about it, it's it's Father Rocky, and then Marin comes in at the very end. And this series is loving Marin. We now have two. <laughs> Two movies and a third, essentially, devoted to Father Marin, who just came in. He got tagged in at the end of the match for the pin. And to be <laughs> fair, they tried to love Reagan. Yes. Um, but then they made the heretic, and so they couldn't love Reagan anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But we'll but, see. Yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend I, this one either. This one's boring to get into. I think the... the yeah, I, I don't... The fact that it's an old grudge match, I don't think it makes – I mean, it's too late for that now. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get that weight going into The Exorcist when you're watching in chronological order. Right. And and for me, it's not – and because, because Father Marin wasn't the main priest in the first one, his prequel story is not as interesting to me. And I'll I'll use I'll use Star Wars. I mean, sure. Dar- Darth Vader throughout the entire original trilogy. So going back and seeing his or his origin story is interesting to me. What, say what you will about the prequels for Star Wars, but that's the idea. Yeah. Take a main character and do the story about them. This one they took like like I said the guy that got tagged in at the end, and now we're going to do two prequel movies about him. Why? Well, because they already did the prequel movie for, or the sequel movie for the other for the other one that got brought in, Father yeah. Rocky there. So, no, but you see what I mean, though. But to, like, why isn't his backstory the one on stage? We spent more time with him in the original, and that's all they're doing is they're just branching out from the original and trying to recreate that. So, yeah, I just think I think it's because in the original movie, uh, Father Marin's backstory was hinted at. So. They're just going with what they've pretty much already set up. I, I guess. I guess. You know I, mean? I, I guess because he's the older one, he has more history to tell. Yeah. Right. Making him a priest during the Second World War, and yeah, yeah. So. I guess, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, we'll see the, if the next one's any better as a yeah. prequel. Kind so. of weird. Now we get a second kick at this can. I'm not looking forward to it. I gotta say, I don't. I don't. I don't want to retread a, a from, bunch of this stuff. So. From the information I've gathered, it's much better. It's it's three times better because they got a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, we'll see. Don't know. Uh. So yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we will see. We'll see next time. Uh, on the twenty twenty three retro spook do with Dominion, the prequel to the edge.